Hello and welcome to Behind the Bites, a podcast that focuses on the tech or the lack of tech in the Middle East. This is a buzz from Tea Break, and as always, I'm joined with the uh, guys. Do you want to introduce yourselves? I'm Bavisha from TechCube. Yeah, I'm Mike from Stuff Middle East. Right, so Mike from Middle, uh, Mike from Stuff, and Bavisha from TechCube are here with me. And as you might have noticed, we're doing this episode on Skype uh, one more time, and we're actually doing it a bit later at night this time around. Uh, I guess we were all busy with a few things. Bavisha is actually not in town; he's connecting remotely, so he might yeah. keep disappearing on and off on the show. Bavisha, where, where in the world are you? This time, this time I'm in India. But I'm oh, coming nice. back. Yeah. Um, it's Mumbai, so it has its good and its bad parts. Um, the tech here is fun as well, with KTM and Ola and everything like free charge in place. It's very interesting. Uh, every time I come here, things are a little different tech-wise. It's always fun to come to India. How's the internet over there? I mean, speeds and price-wise compared to you know UAE. Compared to UAE, they're cheaper. Um, speed speed-wise, they're pretty good as well like uh, my problem right now is my isp is giving me a terrible router so even though i'm fairly close to it my connection seems to drop off frequently and um, ir- irregularly so sometimes it'll work for an hour and sometimes it'll drop off three times in five minutes oh wow ouch okay i just need to go get a nice router which my isp will support and just figure it out i'm not here long enough to have done it so far but hopefully next time Cool. Hopefully, we have you throughout the podcast. Yes. Great. Excellent stuff. So let's get started. Um, I think our first uh, order of the day is: um, Shall we talk about Samsung's QLED TVs, Mike? How wonderful they are! Uh, you know what? I, I I was really hoping that that was what was going to happen today. But uh, as it so, turns out, <laughs> I've just spent the last three hours waiting for them to deliver it, and it hasn't showed up. So, and this isn't the first time this has happened to you. Oh from, no, you know my been, conversation with you earlier. It's been about three days worth of hassle, to put it politely. Oh. So uh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what can you do? Such is the nature of the so, beast. So they were supposed to have the TV delivered to you a couple of days ago, or yesterday, Correct. or today, yes. or actually, all three days. It was a long weekend uh, in the UAE over the weekend. So originally it was Thursday of last week, but then we rescheduled to Monday, and that didn't happen okay. yesterday, and then this evening it also hasn't happened. So at some point in the near future, you will hear me talking about Samsung's <laughs> QLED TVs, and because I am a like a pillar of modern journalistic integrity, I won't let this unpleasant experience mar my, mar my opinions of the television. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you hear the sarcasm in my voice? Absolutely, it's dripping. It's, yes, it's literally exactly. dripping from you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's a shame because look, I mean, obviously, the it's exciting to to have a go with the television. I wanted to you know come on the on the podcast and have a bit of an informed opinion about it and let you guys know. I know that you guys have currently got one in the office as well, Abbas, but I don't think it's fair enough. No, we were lucky to get it delivered on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I'm not necessarily the guy who does TV reviews for our team. So, you know, yeah, it looks pretty. It looks really nice. Picture quality is great. But, you know, I'm, I'm not too technical about TVs anyways. Uh, so Nick from our team is the one who looks at TVs. And I think he's off to New York for the Acer event. Mm-hmm. They're announcing some new stuff uh, later this week. So when he comes back, I guess I'll probably hear it from you before I hear it from him. Hopefully you'll get it delivered yeah, tomorrow. Sure. Inshallah. <laughs> but so one of, one of the reasons actually as I was sitting here I'm waiting for this 
um, Apple had an event today, like a media press briefing for the new store that we've talked about before that's opening up in Dubai Mall. Um, I unfortunately, because that's I was waiting right. around for this television, couldn't attend that, but you did a bus. I did, and I think the most exciting part about it was that um, Angela Ahrens, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce her name, she was there for the store opening, and she's like the senior, she's like the boss of retail at Apple, okay. so I was quite surprised to see her over there, which was, she which at, was, was great. Was she at the previous store launch as well? She or? wasn't. No, she wasn't, I think. Because uh, I remember they invited I don't someone know. out. They had someone from Apple out from it, but I can't remember who it was. Correct, yeah, but I don't think it was Angela. I think uh, she has been to Dubai because I know that uh, Gulf News had done an interview with her right before the store had opened last time around, the first store. Sure. Um, but this time around, she was actually there for the opening of the store, and um, they mentioned that uh, they have had approximately 4 million visitors to the store from the UAE, between the two stores that they have between Abu Dhabi and uh, Dubai. I'd believe so, it. That was quite interesting. Unfortunately, she did not mention how crappy Genius Bar is at these stores <laughs> and how terrible it is just to get an appointment over there or get these guys to do anything at all. Sadly, that part was not brought up at all <laughs> during the launch event. Uh, and so, yeah, there were no questions that were being asked by the media either. It was a very, you know, you just come in, you sort of uh, enjoy uh, what Apple has to offer. And um, I think uh, one of the things that they said that they launched at uh, with the store or with one of the very few, I think they mentioned this is the fourth store in the world. It's called Today at Apple. Uh, and it was very strange with what the way she described it. She said that, look, on your iPhone, you have an icon for uh, music. You have an icon for, I don't know, like uh, drawing or paint or whatever else it is and they're actually taking these from the iphone and then creating zones in physical locations based around these themes and they said that they're going to be holding classes and inviting talent in each of these areas i believe art was one i believe music okay. was one i believe coding was the third one and i'm forgetting what the fourth one was for but she said this is the fourth store in the world that uh, they're doing this this is going to come to all apple stores across the globe uh, but right now, I think it's just in New York, San Francisco, London, and Dubai is the fourth store oh, right. in the world. Well, go ahead, I, where they'll have uh, that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they had said they would do some form of workshops in the Mall of the Emirates store as well. Is yeah. this print from that? I, I remember that was something that was mentioned as well. I don't know where because that store is tiny. Um, although they do have those back rooms where they hold a lot of the press briefings. Yes, they have a back area behind where yeah. they said they would do the uh, Correct. These workshops. Yeah, I mean, so I know that I've taken my daughters for workshops over there, uh, targeted towards kids. Uh, you know, I think one of them was iMovie development, and the other one, I'm forgetting what it was, but I know they had a couple of workshops running in summer last year, or was it winter vacation? And maybe it could have been the winter vacation when they had that, and I enrolled my daughters to it. Uh, but those were mainly for kids, like literally they had about eight or ten kids per session and was like a you know one week course three days a week uh this looks like it's a much more meteor targeted towards the adults kind of uh, experience that they're targeting at least what kind of workshop uh, would that entail is it more like here's how you can buy a macbook uh, so I think it uh, will be a little bit more detailed than that. So she was like, if, you know, for example, they're going to focus on the depth sensor on the iPhone 7 Plus camera, okay. and they're actually going to take you around the Buy Mall, you know, 
show you how it's used, et cetera, et cetera. Or if it's got something to do with music, then they're actually going to invite talent into the store uh, who's going to be you know, working with GarageBand or something like that on how to record music, the best settings for blah, 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 right, all Maybe we can go stuff. do that for our Skype podcasts. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Like, how do you record what? You know? yeah, Maybe we should ask them if we can get done on FaceTime. Oh, wait, it's banned in the UAE, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Sorry, we can't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not a bad store. I mean, a decent store. It's not huge. It's um, okay. So it's, it's not as big as it yeah. seems, then. No, it's not. If you've ever been to their store in San Francisco, it's somewhat similar in size. It's okay. spread across two floors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have that nice-looking glass uh, staircase either. So it's just like two staircases on two sides running up and down. Right. Um, but uh, what they do have is uh, this weird. You know how they've got those glass doors on all of the Emirates stores, the ones that rotate? Yeah. So on the back side of the store, they've got these shades, kind of very strange-looking swinging doors that they say that when they're closed, they block the heat, and every evening they're going to open it up so it lets you out into the balcony area, which is an outdoor area. So, yeah, and the the nice thing is that it's got a great view of the fountain from there. Hmm. you know, I think it's kind of nice if you want to do some, I don't know, camera testing or whatever else. Oh, yeah, sort, of right? sort of like a lounge, shisha lounge. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine, uh, you know, just something slipping out of your hands from that balcony yeah. and going straight down to the fountain. Oh, well. Yeah, well, it's a waterproof, they're waterproof, they're waterproof, for New Year's Eve just to visit the Apple store. Oh, that's true. They might charge you a thousand dirhams on New Year's Eve to, you know, and just kind of <laughs> enjoy the fireworks. <laughs> but that would be a nice place, actually, to see the fireworks from, because, I mean, that's a nice view of the fountain and the burj. So, you know. I wonder, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they hold the concert. You guys, I probably read the news that the Dubai Mall had a bit of a power cut last night. Um, I, I saw that in the newspaper today. I didn't follow yeah. through, but I re- did read the headline, yeah. I imagine it doesn't have anything to do with the with the timing of the Apple Store opening, but I, I wonder <laughs> if they were freaking out a little bit about it last night. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure if that was the case, then yeah, they must have been, you know. Uh, they were all very, 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 uh, I don't know what's the right word to say it. They looked tired. They looked like they've right. been working on this for a while. Mm. So, so, you know, but the, it's done. There is a genius bar open as well there? There will be geniuses over okay. there. That's what she said. Yeah, exactly. And the store opens officially to public on Thursday. So today was just a media preview invite. Um, the store will open its doors to the general public on, on Thursday, so day after tomorrow. All right. So for our next story, Apple Maps now has real-time traffic data for um, UAE and Saudi Arabia. I'm out of the country. Have either of you guys had a chance to play with this? I did get a chance to sort of look it up a little bit. I loaded up Apple Maps, and yes, you can now see tiny little red lines on uh, streets all around the country, denoting you know the the traffic on there. Uh, unfortunately, minute, turn by turn navigations. Yeah, sorry. Did you did you use it on your way to the opening of the Apple Store? 
<laughs> so I feel like that Sadly, there is no turn-by-turn navigation. Uh, you know, okay. if they had that, I would have used it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no turn-by-turn. But maybe this is something that sets that up because, I mean, now that they have traffic data, mm-hmm. they can probably estimate the amount of time it will take you to go from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. So right. who knows? Maybe this means that, uh, you know, turn-by-turn navigation is finally coming on Apple Maps for them at least as well. Yeah. Now, is, is the turn-by-turn available in other countries? It is. Like it in is, the US, yeah. it works flawlessly. I'm not sure in India, uh, Bavish, any idea if it's available in... No, I don't think it's available in India because I was reading a comment that somebody from India mentioned that I hope the service comes to India soon as well, so I don't think they have it over there. But I have used it in the US, I know that for sure. Yeah, I mean, we used yeah. it in Europe once, I think, when we were on exactly. a yes, And absolutely. it did not work out too well. But uh, <laughs> And I think that was in Berlin, oh, which is a fairly metropolitan area. But, uh, that's true. Is it is it too little too late or are there because Google Maps is incredible, right? Um, it's one of the best pieces of software that Google puts out. Mm. Uh, it's the first one of the first apps I download on any phone if it if it's not bundled already. So, will people use this over Google Maps? Does it add any value? It's yeah. It, look, it's difficult to say. I mean, I think turn by turn is the big one, right? If you can get it, if you can get that service to work in this region, and then you have enough people wearing Apple Watches, then you have a, a reasonably compelling reason to use it over Google Maps, right? I've used the the 10x10 navigation on uh, with in conjunction with an Apple Watch before, and it's actually a really p- pretty cool piece of tech, because you can kind of walk around, get you to your destination, as long as you kind of learn the commands that the vibrations mean, without having your head buried in a phone the whole time. Um, I know that's not kind of related to the traffic stuff. I mean, for me, I don't drive, so the traffic is partially irrelevant. Um, but uh, I think it's a little bit redundant for the traffic stuff without the turn-by-turn because then you might as well just use Google Maps because you get both, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the place, the times when I have used Apple Maps and Google Maps, for example, in the U.S. and stuff, uh, I prefer Google Maps. I think even the UI of Google Maps, for some reason, I maybe I'm just more used to it. That's why I prefer it. Uh, but again, Google Maps is not always correct because um, today, while I was going from the office to, to the Apple Store event and uh, to the Buy Mall, it's literally like four minute, four, four to five minute drive from my office in Business Bay to the Buy Mall. But for some reason, it wants to take me back to Chef Zayed's road and doesn't want to, even though there is a road internally that connects and Google Maps shows that road, it just doesn't want to, you know, using turn by turn doesn't want to take me on there. It wants me to take on Chef Zayed's road and then pass through Salik, which might validate one of Pavishio's theories from one of our older podcasts. And then bring <laughs> me back into the vice. That's my theory. <laughs> I do remember you mentioning something about that. When I land back. (laughs) But yeah, I think um, Google Maps is a fantastic tool and it's going to be very hard for uh, for Apple to at least get me to switch to Apple Maps. Um, Also keep in mind that Apple Maps is only available on iOS devices, whereas Google Maps works on both Android and iOS. So it's going to be difficult for Apple to move me to that. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you know, that it's taken them this long to even get that service out here. You know, I mean, it's what we've had Apple Agreed. Maps had Apple Maps available for I don't know three, four years. Um, yeah, and, it's been a while. Yeah, it was uh, 
What was it? Was it iOS 6? That was when yeah. Scott Forstall was, you know, not acknowledging his bad on Apple Maps and was, mm. I think, fired off the company. Yeah, that's right. That was about iOS 6, I think, because iOS 7 is when they changed the design completely. That's right. I, I think it was iOS 6. Yeah, so now we're several iterations ahead of that. And, you know, I mean, it's it's Apple. It's not like they don't have the resources to do this kind of stuff, right? They're not a markedly smaller company than Google, who... Again, is just one small, well, one particular division that is in charge of doing that. I mean, what else are they doing if they're not working on the maps? Yeah. Fair enough. It's a priority as well that Dubai, I mean, Dubai does have a larger percentage mm. of iPhone users, but in absolute numbers, it might not be the biggest market. Sure. Or maybe Apple Maps in general is not a priority for them. Mm. Um, they they've been directing resources to other uh, applications like iWork has sucked for the longest time but they've made noticeable improvements because they realize they're losing a lot of people to Google Docs mm-hmm. or Office for example so maybe those engineers or those financial resources are just being diverted somewhere else yeah. and that's why something simpler takes longer because you just haven't don't have enough resources I mean it's a shame though because I mean if what it takes for them to actually put effort into the services that they give it, like you know, that they say that they create for people to have a better experience with their products, is the fact that people are moving away from those products is really kind of the wrong way to look at it. I think for a company, like you don't want to just be kind of doing, all right, we better get this done, uh, otherwise people are just going to go and buy something else, right? It was the same issue we talked about last week with the MacBook, uh, sorry, with the Mac Pro. You know, it's like they're finally getting around to it because they've realized that people are getting pissed off. It's like, why do you have to leave it to that point where your customers are getting upset with you when you should actually just be working? I mean, I know they have a finite number of engineers, a finite number of resources, and like you said, priorities, but it's, it always seems to be that they're playing a little bit of catch-up with the impatience of their customer base, which is kind of sad. Yeah, that does seem to be the theme nowadays, doesn't it, with yeah. Apple, unfortunately? <laughs> Having said that, didn't they hire a couple of engineers for GPS or something in this week? I remember reading something from Google. I didn't see that. Uh, they've hired a couple of like really top-level engin- GPS engineers, um, satellite engineers or something. And you see what they did immediately? We got traffic updates on that. <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> yeah. That's all it took, I guess. Yeah. All right, so next on uh, the docket, uh, invites went out uh, earlier this week for the new HTC uh, U phone event. Um, it's due to be launched uh, in Taiwan, in Taipei, Taiwan, on the, uh, is it the 16th of May? I believe so, mistaken. somewhere yes. in the middle of May. Yeah, 16th of May. Um, and obviously the big rumors swirling around this phone as well. One, hey, didn't HTC already <coughs> announce a flagship phone a couple of months ago? And uh, B, if, from, for if the rumors are uh, to be believed, this one's actually going to be, well, uh, have some kind of squeezable touch functionality where you can take the side of the phone and actually physically squeeze it to, I don't know, answer calls, uh, reply to notifications, I don't know, make the thing explode. It, uh, <laughs> we're all a little unsure at this point. 
<laughs> I think that's a Samsung exclusive feature. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, that looks like something stolen from Samsung's yeah. flavor. What, yeah, what Samsung do, others copy, so. <laughs> it's like one of those things that, honestly, I can't see why would you need it. You know, uh, is it just, uh, you know, inventing for the sake of inventing new features or will it actually add any, you know, I guess any usable? You know, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the idea of it. I could, like, I just, I'm holding my phone right now, and if I kind of like pretend to squeeze it to pick up a call, I could see that, you know, it's actually not a bad little idea in terms of doing it. Whether it's necessary is another thing. Whether, for instance, you're just going to accidentally do it all the time is also potentially a problem. That's I could true. see happening. Like, you know, people hold their phones like you would hold something to squeeze it. But we're so accustomed to the, the fact that if we squeeze it, nothing happens. That sort of having to retrain ourselves to not squeeze it too hard might become an issue. Um, you know, I'm going to trust that HTC's engineers are much more intelligent than me um, and, you know, have got shit figured out. But it, it's, I mean, you know, it's at least it's something different, I suppose, if you're going to try and differentiate yourself, which is really kind of the theme of HTC this year, isn't it? They've got the whole second screen thing going, this uh, uh, alleged or reported phone squeezing they're definitely trying to make themselves stand out from the the pack in terms of in terms of functionality you know there's um, gonna be like jokes that go around this whole squeeze technology <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, I don't know i mean for me i mean just in my eyes HTC's kind of lost its way they used to be like super awesome you know they used to be fantastic four or five years back. They were the first ones with the dual camera. They were the first ones with the uh, unibody design, you know. Uh, they were the first ones with the bigger pixel, for example, in the camera with the HTC ultra pixels. But I think that over the last two to three years, there hasn't been much innovation out of them. Uh, you mentioned the second screen, which was already present on LG with the V20 or V10, one mm. of those two. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, let's see how the squeeze technology works. I don't necessarily see it being that great, but you're right. There could be ways in which it could be quite innovative and maybe even fun to use or, you know, something that just sort of becomes a new standard. Uh, let's let's see how it feels in your hand, I guess. Uh, but my, yeah. No, go ahead. Depends on if they give access to developers... Uh, as well, right? Because I mean, otherwise, it's it's probably got a singular functionality: pick up calls or take take a picture and a few other things, and that's it. But mm -hmm. if you really allow applications uh, to do different different activities based on uh, different kinds of squeezing, length, pressure, etc. I don't know if it's pressure sensitive. This could be. We something. are talking about the phone, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still am talking about the phone. This is HTC's fault. Yeah, I, right. it's, I mean, it's, 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 what, what I'm interested to know is whether they'll continue to put that HT Sense companion into this phone as well. Or whether that's I'm sure that will be. Yeah. Nothing well, I mean, because it I mean. seemed to be very tied to the second screen experience on the HTCU, or at least that's way, the way that it was marketed. Um, but it seems to me also the kind of thing that we'll be able to work separately of having a second screen anyway, just like a regular, you know, like Bixby is supposed to do and, and other things. Um, yeah, I, I think, Pivisha, as you speak to your point with regards to opening up to 
third-party developers. These companies tend to have a history of not doing that, which is really quite sad. Like, for instance, I mean, Samsung is saying that Bixby will be able to work with other apps, but at this point, from my understanding, and maybe you can confirm this, Abbas is it's not happening at the moment. It's barely working with the Samsung phone itself. Um, so surprisingly, it does. I mean, I installed oh. LinkedIn on my phone a couple of days back, and on Bixby, a widget for LinkedIn popped up, oh, asking, right. do you want to enable LinkedIn for Bixby? So I think they are at least maybe not necessarily working with all the developers, but maybe they have gone with the major ones. I think Uber is another app that works within Bixby Excel. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think Samsung is slowly and gradually going to open up uh, Bixby to its third-party developers. Now, on the subject of Samsung, again, the problem is that, look, the S8 is a beautiful, gorgeous-looking phone, and any phone that is going to be released with these big, fat bezels is just going to look outdated, mm as soon as it's released. Well, I mean, most of them would, I think. Uh, unless you're going down that route of design, your phone, at least in my opinion, is not going to be able to at least match up in terms of looks, um, you know, as a flagship product. You know, LG did a good job, I think, um, at least with low, you know, uh, reducing the bezels. Samsung's obviously hit it out of the park. We're expecting Apple to do the same. So, you know, I mean, I feel that for a flagship coming out from this point onwards, it has to look really good too. Mm. Yeah, and it's not that phones yeah. haven't in the in the past. They just there's now a, a higher bar that's been set by by Absolutely. LG by Samsung. Mm. I mean, not that also exactly. the, the HTC U Ultra was a a, lo a good looking phone. Let's that's not let's not forget that, but. No, absolutely beautiful I, finish as well. I think that this new one that's being announced next month is also it's going to be, they haven't officially announced the name, but it's going to be the HTCU something, right? And the code name is Most Ocean. Likely. Potentially it's going to be called Ocean. Um, but it's still within that U line. So I, I can't imagine that the design is going to change too much from what we've seen already. So, yeah, like you said, it might, you know, if 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 they're not going to make it, you know, stand out design-wise, it might get a little bit lost in the fray. Yeah, exactly. It comes with a sense companion that you can squeeze. Oh. <laughs> Unique selling point. <laughs> I often you squeeze want to, the companion I, out of the phone. Yeah, I want to often squeeze, yeah. squeeze my sense companion. <laughs> oh, dear. You know what would be kind of cool if they could have Mario as a companion in there and right. then squeeze Mario. That'd be cool. That'd be nice. You know, yeah, just squeezing a little Italian plumber. <laughs> you know what? I, I read somewhere. I heard somewhere the other day that Mario is only like twenty-five years old. Mm, no, can't be that. Because yeah. I remember playing. Uh, what was it? Do you remember watching game? Does yeah, you don't yeah, know yeah. if you just remember yeah, that? Yeah. The yeah, so wasn't that the first appearance Mario made in Donkey Kong? Yeah, so the original Russian Donkey game? Kong, yeah. I must have been... No, definitely, I was I was probably... That was 30-plus years ago, no, for oh, sure. No, I mean, not, not, not the fact that he's 30, but the actual character, like, he is a 30-year-old 30 man, a 25-year-old man. Oh! Which, oh! Which is also wrong, right? Because he looks like no 25-year-old no has a mustache that looks like that. <laughs> you, you need to come to India, Mike. Okay, fair. 
<laughs> no, no, no Italian, no Bronx, plumber from the Bronx at 25 has a mustache like that. Next, next, next podcast coming to you from the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't look 25 from any angle. He no, looks more like, gross, like, like 40, 50, 45. <laughs> yeah. All right. So cool. then. Let's move on to the last story that we have for the day, uh, which is Etisalat offering uh, phones at a payment plan. Uh, I believe they've got the Huawei P10 and the Samsung Galaxy S8, uh, which you can purchase on installments. And I did the math on the Galaxy S8, and it looks like there isn't a lot more that you're paying to Etisalat. It's just about 100 dirhams more at the end of, you know, breaking it down into installments, which I think is a pretty fair price and a great way for people to sort of experience the, you know, the new high-end phones at a much reduced starting costs. What do you guys think about yeah. these? Dude, this is a great, great thing and something that's offered in, in other countries as well. I believe in the States you can get things like this or similar, similar plans. But And it's not that it's just like I haven't done things like this before, but and do offer a similar kind of deal for a uh, for the S8. But what I think is really important is that you said that it ends up not costing that much more than you actually paying full retail price for the thing, which I think that is a real st positive step in the right direction. To some extent, it's, it, it might even be silly. I mean, they might as well tack a bit of extra money on it, you know, if they're letting you pay per month. But hey, it's, it seems like a win for consumers, if you ask me. I think uh, by doing that, they sort of keep people hooked on to Epsilon. Sure. Um, and for especially how, like, these days people tend to make the switch rather, rather quickly because, well, I wouldn't say quickly, but easily. Mm. Um, I try and ensure that people stay on because I know we're, uh, we're with Epsilon Internet in our office and we get a lot of calls from Do asking us to move, and on the other hand, we have Atasalat calling us and giving us free upgrades to internet, yeah. as long as we sign a 12 or a 24 month contract, and the longer you sign, the better deals you get. Hmm. It's, it's been interesting yeah. because, it, not that long ago, it was actually difficult, and quite a bit of a pain in the ass to switch, right? You wouldn't be able to port your number over, there are all sorts of contracts that are involved, but like you said, nowadays it seems like both companies are, like, positively encouraging people to try and do it all the time and they make it easy and attractive to do so but if i don't know i mean this is maybe me speaking personally but i it's not that i i love a tisselat it's just i've always had a tisselat so sometimes better the devil you know than the one that you don't but uh but like i don't feel the need to move but i can understand why other people you know may be attracted by better offers or hell i mean if they if, if you know if i was on do and it's like wanted to give me a, a payment plan on a Galaxy S8 for basically a hundred bucks more than I'd pay for paying it outright. You know, that's a really tempting offer. Yeah. I'll throw in my weight on the Itasalat versus Do. I was on Itasalat and I switched to Do about a little over a year ago. And the reason I did that was um, when we moved into our new offices in Business Bay, Itasalat reception was pretty crappy in our building. And half the time, I wouldn't have any reception whatsoever. Do, on the other hand, was like pretty much full bars. So that's the reason I switched to Do. Okay. Um, now, I mean, 
I think both of them, from a service point of view, are pretty okay. I haven't really had much complaints with Do as far as the service is concerned. Uh, but I have noticed that the overall coverage for if the Salat is a little bit better, especially when you go outside the metropolitan areas of Dubai and Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, I've noticed that the Salat has better coverage than Do. Uh, but again, they're both they're both pretty good from a service level. I don't have a complaint, you know, from either either one of them at least as as far as the service is concerned. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but but yeah, I think that offer for the Galaxy S8 is a fantastic offer. Uh, I think if anybody is looking to get a Galaxy S8, I think that's a pretty good offer from Itasala to pick one of these devices up. I wonder if that if they you know. On the strength of it being such a good offer, whether they're actually going to have enough handsets to support the number of people that want, that might take them up on it, I, f- I find that sometimes. I know that, for instance, when the pre orders were up for the phones, we ran a story kind of doing a bit of a price comparison, which, to be fair, everything was about pretty much the same price. But uh, what I did notice during that was that um, the Atisalat had pretty much sold out across the board except for the gold-colored phone, whereas other... Outlets were still offering all the all the available colors. Um, I don't know whether that's just because more people are inclined to order it via the phone company, or perhaps because they just ended up getting fewer copy uh, fewer devices from Samsung. Because um, I mean, we've seen this in the past with iPhones, where sure there's a great deal available, but there you're on a two month waiting list to actually get your hands on the device because they've only got four in the country or something like that. Absolutely. And look, I mean, uh, from from what information I know is that the S8 was insanely successful for them here in the Middle East. Um, from from Again, from what I know, again, uh, don't quote me on this, but um, the amount of pre-orders they had for the S7 last year, uh, they did twice as many as those on the S8 within the first 10 days of pre-ordering. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so from what I know, I mean, they really had, like, tons of pre-orders for these devices. And I think they've uh, delivered most of them, so I think Samsung did good on the stock part as well. They they made sure they had enough stock to fulfill, you know, the demand for those. I wonder how much of that was uh, disgruntled Note 7 owners just kind of getting hungry for the next Samsung phone. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it replaces the Note 7 quite well, so I wouldn't be surprised if a major chunk of S8 owners is is that, is exactly that. Sorry, Bavisha, I rudely interrupted you before. No, that's fine. I think we both spoke at the same time. Uh, what I was saying was this is unlike Apple. Apple actually had severe shortages at their last launch. Hmm. So. Do you think it's more to do with... Uh, Apple not being able to predict the demand of their phones or, you know, just what do you guys think this is? What does they to sort of create hype? Or to create hype, yep, exactly. I, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Sorry, but we should go on. It's, just, it's, it's hard to tell. Um, I personally don't have any information to base this on. Apple has Apple's been known or, well, it's always been speculated that Apple is very good uh, at marketing and PR. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do it. I just don't know if that is the why the shortages exist. Yeah. 
Look, they must they must I mean, know that they're de- like people want to buy these devices, right? Like they're not sitting there going, "Oh yeah, maybe we'll just put out like three because we'll see." I mean, every every time they sell millions and millions of the things, so I find it a little tricky to believe that they they're not you know that they wouldn't prepare themselves for the ship for a large number of orders coming in. But I mean, who knows? Sure, and I mean, just sort of, you know, looking at it from the Apple's point of view as well, keep that, keep in mind that uh, three years back when, for example, the iPhone was launched, it would be launched in, you know, three markets or seven markets or 10 markets, and now it's on a much wider scale as well. So keep do keep that in mind that, you know, they do have a lot more to cover on day one than they initially had. Sure. Uh, but again, the flip side of it is like when you look something like the iPhone 7, which is the third iteration of the same design, it's not mm. exciting from a design point of view, at least. Yeah. Uh, so from that point of view, I would imagine that the pre-orders shouldn't really be through the roof. Mm. Um, you know, unlike if rumors are to believe that the next iPhone is a complete design upgrade, you know, when that comes in, I can imagine that, yes, demand for that is going to be impossible to handle, almost impossible to handle as far as production is concerned. Yeah, and there but will for still a phone, be shortages. Oh, the, I, I can bet that the next iPhone, if it looks what it appears it's going to look like, you know, it's just going to be very hard to get your hands on one. Mm-hmm. You better be there at 12.01 a.m. putting yeah. your order if you want it within the first few weeks, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be very difficult to get that. All right. Well, I guess that'll that'll do it for this week. Um, thank you, gentlemen, for uh, for your time and your uh, insights into the world of tech. Um, as always, always a pleasure. <laughs> uh, we've been behind the bytes. You can reach us on Twitter at at behind the bytes uh, if you have any questions or concerns or really just want to chat, please don't email me. I'm very busy all of the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Otherwise, uh, Abbas, where can people reach you on? So I'm Aja Farrelly on Twitter. Cool. And Bavisha. And I am Bavisha on Twitter. You can also email us at behindthebytes.ae at gmail.com. Though all those emails uh, are checked by a bus, but they will be sent to Mike at least five times. <laughs> yes, let's do that. Let's yeah. have a you know, filter to send Mike five times the email. I really should have just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, but then, and, and of course, if you do want to reach out to me on Twitter, I'm at Mike Priest. Please do uh, send all hate mail to yourself. <laughs> Hopefully Samsung sends you a TV, Mike. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah. Check back with me this time next week, and if I'm angrier than normal, you'll know why. So, Good stuff. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys right, next then. week. Bye. Bye.